you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Here's Brissett. Gets a block and gets the touchdown. The block from the tight end, Jack Doyle. And Jacoby Brissett has his third rushing touchdown of the season. Here's Williams. Survives a hit, keeps on going. To the end zone for the touchdown. Ben Ardrick McKinney couldn't bring him down. Watson, end zone. Hopkins, say hi to mom again. Touchdown. Hopkins, 30 yards to DeAndre Hopkins. Might be the game right here or a chance for the Colts. Brissett, can he pick it up? He cannot. Play made by Scarlett. And Brissett. Mark Short of first down yardage, and the Texans will take over. Those were our good friends, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm Greg Rosenthal with Chris Wesseling again on Thursday night. The Texans wrapped up a 20-17 victory over the Colts, which might just mean we're watching Deshaun Watson in that first Saturday ESPN wildcard slate. Because I think the AFC South is only getting one playoff team, and the Texans are in first place at 7-4. and four. That was a, a really tight game that could have gone either way. And it was such a, uh, I guess, showcase for the different styles, distinct styles of play that really um, channels their quarterbacks. With Deshaun Watson going for the big play, hitting those long air yards play. Um, and you see the difference, I think. Will Fuller and T.Y. Hilton were the two like injured wide yes. receiver X-factors. Will Fuller goes for seven and 140, I think. And T.Y. Hilton had those two third down almost catches that were big, but didn't really, wasn't much of a factor outside of that. Texans receivers dominated the game. Colts receivers really didn't show up. No, that was the difference to me was Fuller and Hilton and then the guys throwing them the ball. You know, Hilton drops those two plays on a night where the Colts moved the ball pretty well, but they're going to move it slowly. There weren't many possessions in this game. The first was just a clear drop. And the second one, again, in, in a second half where they only had the ball four different times, he ended two drives with two drops. He was not explosive. If you're not beating Jonathan Joseph one-on-one in man coverage, that's not the T.Y. Hilton that we're used to seeing, whereas Will Fuller had all the juice. And I, yeah, I'm not saying he's... Better than DeAndre Hopkins. He's not, you know, Nuke went for 694 and two. He had the long touch, a couple long touchdowns and a great sideline catch. But Will Fuller's kind of the X factor. He's the little sizzle. He's the little uh, ingredient. You know, when you're back on the big green egg, you know, you, you got to have your piece of steak. That's that's Watson and Nuke. But Fuller's that little ingredient that, that only Wes adds that uh, puts it all together and actually makes it special. We, we've talked about how much he means to this offense that Deshaun Watson's numbers are like best in the league when Will Fuller's in the lineup and just plain average without him. And I saw Next Gen Stats said that he's more than twice as likely to throw a deep ball with Will Fuller on the field as he is when Will Fuller's sideline. It's all the difference in the world for this offense. Well, 
they they were one of the worst teams in the league throwing vertically this year, which is crazy because you know if you watch this game, you saw three of the prettiest deep balls that you'll ever see: the two to Fuller, and then the second touchdown to Hopkins. The the only touchdown they got, you know, until that. Uh, fourth quarter play to, to Hopkins was on a total blown coverage. I actually thought the Colts defense for the most part did a good job. They stuffed the run most of the night. Hyde and Duke Johnson had one good run each, but this looked like, you know, a game that was very even. It's just like, what, how are you going to win? Are you going to win throwing the ball or are you going to win trying to run the ball down the other team's throats? The two Colts touchdown drives on one of them, came off of a Deshaun Watson interception, seven straight runs. The other one, they ran the ball 10 out of 11 times. And it's just a fine line. Jacoby Brissett did not look right. I don't know if they changed their game plan based on how he's playing or if he is just moving slow, but he certainly seemed to be like processing slow and not getting rid of the ball. And you know, I saw some comments, the Colts aren't winning in man coverage. Well, Jacoby's got to go give him, give him a chance. And I, I thought this was one of his worst games. He didn't look healthy. I mean, if you're throwing for five yards per attempt against this Texans defense who is missing almost their entire starting secondary, that, that's a problem. Well, the Colts entered this game 28th in passing yards per game and fourth in rushing yards per game. This is who they are. And I think if I try to get in the mind of Frank Reich, that game plan was not only is this who they are, but I've got a banged up quarterback who isn't moving quite as well. And also have a, a very depleted wide receiver core. I can't count on them to win downfield. So I'm going to saddle up Jonathan Williams again. And, it worked for, for those two drives you talked about. It really worked when they imposed their will for two drives. But the bottom line is Frank Reich decided to live and die with the running game, and he died with it. I mean, you're, you're going to die. but against, I, against a defense where the clear weakness is the secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. I mean, at one point, this uh, you know was something that John McClain tweeted, the, the uh, venerable Texans. Uh, Houston Chronicle reporter after that first touchdown uh, that that Colts uh, running drive the Colts have taken the Texans' manhood the offensive line is humiliating the Texans' front seven time for them to call their mommies <laughs> I want to see DJ Reader and Whitney Merciless and and uh, you know face John McClain tonight in the locker room and say you know hey hey we called our mommies we got some stops down the stretch What's up, I, old man? I love John no, McClain no, I do too. because he was so nice to me when I did the Love You Blue uh, article, the long form I did. But <laughs> I do think he leans into it a little bit on these nationally televised games. Man, though, he's just getting emotional. Oh, you think he, he knows everybody's watching his Twitter on these games? Yeah, that might be part of it. it the Jacoby Brissett injury, though, I mean, he's wearing that huge brace. And on you know one of the key plays of the game, it's a fourth and seven. He... Drops back to pass. Again, he doesn't pull the trigger. Maybe maybe no one's open on that play. But he has a lane to go pick up seven yards. And most starting quarterbacks are going to pick up those seven. And he picks up six. And he's moving slowly. And even if he doesn't have that brace on, it's like I think he's picking up that that first down on most nights. And that was, that was a difference. I mean, he's about a yard short, and you don't know what's going to happen then. I totally agree. I, I think... I've seen Jacoby Brissett make that play when he's healthy, and he could have also been more decisive and taken off a couple of seconds earlier and maybe had a better window. But you know, I look at this game and I see a Texans team that's going to be riding high because they're in first place. That was a huge game. You know, they were calling it a playoff game. But the Colts, you don't hang your head too 
too far because next week you you might have Devin Funches and Paris Campbell back. T.Y. Hilton and Jacoby Brissett will presumably be a little bit more healthy. Uh, they were playing in the secondary without a couple of impact rookies in Rock Yassine and Kari Willis. Maybe those guys come back. They were they were a depleted team on the field tonight, and, and I think that was reflected in the result. A close game where if they're healthy, it might have gone differently. Your, your, heart, your football heart is a very strange thing. You know, you, you were not into the Colts early in the season. I wouldn't say they've exactly lit the world on fire over the last month. In fact, they've lost three games out of four now. And yet watching this game with you at your house, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that, that you're a fan of the Colts suddenly once again. Well, their defense got me back in. They're, they're so young. They've, they were playing four rookies regularly before those injuries, and they're fast to the ball. Uh, their pass rush did not show up tonight. That was a big factor. But I like watching their defense, and I went into the game kind of subconsciously rooting for them. But by the end of the game, it was such a close game that I, it, it didn't bother me to see either team here's, win. Here's my takeaway, though. I'm not sure how dangerous the Texans are. I know Deshaun Watson is great, and tonight you saw a lot of what made him great with the deep ball and the throws on third down. But you also saw, you know, one interception that set up the Colts' touchdown. You saw two interceptions that were dropped uh, by the Colts, including what could have been a killer one in the fourth quarter. And you saw him fumble the ball in a situation at the end of the game we should talk about where the only thing the Texans had to do was not fumble there. <laughs> and, and he fumbled the ball. And the officials determined that he recovered the ball. And Twitter and everyone else was fired up that how could they not review that play? And it does look strange. I get it. We rewound you know, the TV copy and the official that's standing right on top of Deshaun Watson and had a better view than anyone else says it's Watson's ball. So he seemed to indicate that there was a fumble and he indicated that Watson recovered the ball and people are going to kill them for not reviewing that. But I don't know. There's like, you can't overturn There are rules and the rule is like, you can't overturn that unless there's going to be some sort of clear recovery and you're not going to get a clearer view than that. I know you know, I'm going to get called the company man here. This was one. I don't think there was some controversy. There, that's just it was what it was. There was we never saw another view that showed that the Colts recovered. it. And if the guy standing on top of him says Watson's got the ball, what are you going to do? You can't overturn that. I think they keep this purposely vague about when Riveron can just buzz in from New York and tell officials Hey, here's what happened. Yeah. And my guess is in that situation, he said he recovered it that late in the game. Riveron buzzes in and says, Hey, we got nothing here. There's nothing on, on the replays that will overturn this. The Colts have the Titans bucks at uh, at new Orleans home for Carolina at Jacksonville. That's a pretty good schedule. You know, the only game where they play a team uh, with a, a winning record, the rest of the way is at new Orleans. The Texans, on the other hand, don't play, by the way. Neither of these teams play until December 1st. You want a little, uh, hey, this season is moving along again? Hey. Their, their next game is December 1st, and it's a home game on Sunday night against the Patriots. Then they have the Broncos at Titans, at Bucks, and back home to the Titans. So they get the Titans two out of three times down the stretch. If I'm the Colts and I'm looking at that schedule, I don't feel too bad. You know, the Patriots, they both have one really tough game, and then they both have a bunch of toss-up games. The Texans don't look unbeatable to me, but the Texans, to me, are just the more dangerous team. But as as a home, as a Patriots homer, I got to say, 
I expected to be really afraid of this Texans team. And maybe they will get better offensively over the next few weeks. They certainly pass protect pretty well. They're, com- they're pretty complete offensively. But the defense, to me, lacks so much juice. I don't know if they're really going to be a, that dangerous of an, an out, even if they win the division. Yeah, I agree the Texans have a higher ceiling because of their quarterback and their stars on offense. But they also have a fatal flaw in that secondary. And the Colts don't really have a fatal flaw. Their ceiling just isn't that high. Mm. Some uh, some Colts fans I follow in the timeline that are not uh, fans of Jacoby Brissett would uh, would disagree with you, saying they're limited by the QB. I think he can play better in tonight. I don't think he's a complete liability like the Texans secondary is. Well, you know who else is uh, you know not a complete liability? Dan Hansis, Mark Sessler, Cynthia Freeland. They are all our friends, and uh, we got together a little earlier today, Wes, and. Um, we wanted to get inside the mind. I learned a lot from this Cynthia. interview. I yep. learned a lot. And Cynthia, I'm kind of intimidated by what she's going mm. on with with her uh, with her models there. Well, she's she's an intimidating figure, but apparently she was intimidated by us. She thought she thought we didn't like her. We get we get into that. We get into the personal thing. And I and like I said on our preview show, if you haven't listened to this, I think this is setting up, you know, a character. Uh, that we're going to have in, on in the future. Because I think that sort of analytical mindset uh, is is an interesting vantage point to get on the show, and I'm sure we'll have her down the line. But I'm excited uh, to throw it over to Dan and, and us uh, to hear from Cynthia. So here you go. All right, as promised, a special guest in the studio. She's become a friend of the podcast. She doesn't think so. She no, believes herself to be a foe to some of us. It's Cynthia Freeland. Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast for the first time. You know, it only took, what, this is my fourth season here. I think you guys hated me, or, I mean, now you're two of you are forced to work with me on a regular basis, so it's really broken the ice, but I thought you hated me for Let's a Let's really dig into time. this a little bit, because, yes. Interesting I, way to start out there. Yeah, th- I love this, because uh, Cynthia and I work on the Power Ranking Show on Wednesdays, uh, which you can catch on YouTube or NFL.com at uh, noon Eastern. Also, Cindy works with Greg Rosenthal on Game Day View, which uh, is also a digital entity that shows up on NFL Network over the weekend. So, yeah, we've gotten to know you better. Yep. But, Greg, before we throw it to, to the Kissing Cousins, did, did you ever have any negative feelings towards towards? No, the, no. The, past I th- or present? I think you saying that you thought we hated you says more about you. <laughs> Than it really does. really does about us. You know, we run into issues, I think, because we don't really have many guests on the show in general. There are people that we've worked with a lot longer. If I had to, for this. if I had to go through it, that we probably, you know, have uh, alienated. Oh, alienated. well, no, I know you have something personal with Mark. That's weird. Yeah, but like the rest of us, that. I thought I would all, trust your instincts. I think your instincts with. are dead on. <laughs> what is so? Where did the yeah with Wes and Mark specifically? <laughs> Where did things go wrong? Let's. let's I don't get know it. where it went wrong. I just like we don't spend a lot of time. You know, it's it's just it's one of those that's things of those where it's things. like, well, I just don't think they like me very much. Well, you seem very busy from the right from, to an outsider's view. So it's like you know, it's it's more about yeah, Cynthia. I think it's a Cynthia thing. Cynthia's more like, than I'm on thirteen thing. different NFL Network shows. I need number fourteen, or else <laughs> it's not going to be complete. We have yeah. Cynthia Freeland quotes hanging in my house. Well, we well, have. I didn't think you hated me. Let's be thank fair. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I the rest um, of you <laughs> Cynthia, all, all but I, I pinch hit on the game day view set last week, and Cynthia all but beat Greg and I. Into oh, submission. absolutely. 
because uh, Cynthia's a woman that gets what she wants. She's been doing it her whole career. <laughs> she, and that's why she's, uh, uh, you know, your background is analytics, um, and you've become the go-to person in this building, in that realm, and you're, you're famous, I would say. Well, when there's only one of you, you're inherently the best, the worst, and the most average. No, I mentioned this is the, my like rendering of your fame. As I mentioned, I was doing the show, you know, with you and and Andrew Hawkins, and my dad immediately was like, "Oh, I know Cynthia Freeland," <laughs> and I was like, "He doesn't watch any NFL Network, <laughs> but he's nice. seen you on the Sunday morning uh, game day show." And wow. Now I'm not saying I want this, but one of my favorite things. Oh gosh, where's this going back? I go way back with Ian Rappaport, and I know mm-hmm. I know his personality. Anytime we hire a reporter that's good, he gets very worked up. He gets nervous. He gets. <laughs> Agitated, he's worried that they're going to get <laughs> sure he wants this reveal his insider corner, uh, and sometimes his concerns are more you know worth merit than others. Uh, do you have any concerns that someone else could come in from the outside, a Bud, Buzz Light year to your Woody? You know, big spot. I look, I'm like fully expecting it because that's just what happens, right? So I think it'd be really nice actually if somebody else wanted to like do a lot of math and come in. Then I'll just, you know, I'm like, I, I already had, I was an investment banker. I did some other stuff, right? So Done then a I'll, lot just of go, stuff. I'll just go find something. I don't know. I guess it's like, it's good. It's a compliment, right? It's a good thing to have. I'm not going to get worked up. I, I I actually want more people to come do what I do. You do a lot of things. You're a renaissance woman. I will say this, too. What, I just looked over your press release when you were hired by the oh, NFL. Oh, God. Never, That's so I, embarrassing. Did anybody else get a press release when you came not to me. this company? Actually, I, think I mean, every- I was hired as a three-day-a-week temp, essentially, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think that document exists. Let's be clear. Friend. Let's be clear. I don't, you know you're big time if they tell you when things are renewed. That Ain't nobody tell you when I'm renewed. That's when you know you're really... Yeah, that's what Colleen Wolf, That's, by the way. Yeah, which is she, great. I have not said that on the show. Congratulations to Colleen. Thank you. Yes. She just got a big extension. I'm sure in the millions, and she deserves Let's every cent hope of it. so. Uh, she better. She is a star, and we love you, Colleen. Anyway, so when you were hired, it says here that you had completed, this is four years ago, 20 marathons yep. in 20 different states. Yep. Almost halfway to her goal of completing a marathon yep. in each state. Where are we at? And based on your number, I'll let you know if you're doing well or poorly in the last four years. <laughs> yeah, 23 now. Oh, falling behind pace. I know, I know. Falling behind pace. I'm, Good math, Dan. <laughs> is it? I don't even know if it is. <laughs> we're on the opposite sides of the spectrum, just so you know. As good as you are at math, I am as bad on the opposite direction. So, bam. the best part about math is you could like say it, and for the most part, almost no one will know. So you could just, true. you know, like true of this room. Say, you can just say it. Like, who cares, right? Like, that's good advice. You know, I, I won't. I'm not going to call you out. We have become friends now. Maybe before having me on the pod, I would have called right. you out. But now, your math's perfect for me. So that yeah. So you're 23 marathons. That's good. You're also what I've learned. Um, you know everybody. You're one of those people to the point where it becomes market negative, I think, because she can't say anything bad about anybody because she's, quote unquote, friends with everybody. I'm not really friends with everybody. Like, I, I don't I like I know them. That doesn't mean I'm friends with them. <laughs> Jump in with your comments on that. <laughs> well, I don't have a comment. I mean, I feel that you, uh, you, you know, that's a good way to operate. I don't know almost more than 4% of the people in the building. So coming from a very different place, I have lots of questions, but we'll get through the yeah. intro. Let's yes. get through. Let's dig through We're the rest there. of the, the bullet points here. We are <laughs> by we are the longest of, intro in around the NFL. This history. is the long. Yes, we're kind of an insular group on the podcast. Obviously, and I think good job by you again by badgering Greg and I, almost <laughs> to the point of physicality, uh, to get on the show. It was on mic too, so like other people are listening right. to it. it. Oh, I looked. Couldn't. I like found my camera perfectly. Did you watch the replay? Because I like watched I a little. Yeah, it. I nailed that. 
you like killed right, it. Like, looked right down the lens and, like, <laughs> nailed it. Because uh, we hear from – I have a, a specific shadowy league figure that has come to me and said, X, Y, and Z are unhappy. They're not getting on the show. That's a thing that's happening in this building. Well, it depends who X, Y, and Z are, but yes, I like Did that. The figure name X, Y, and Z. Yes. Wow. Okay. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I mean, I just went to you like, myself. ooh, sorry, Steve Weiss. It's been a few months. Like, <laughs> calm down, buddy. We'll bring you back. Let's be honest. I all I wanted, like, I went directly to you. I didn't go through any shadowy right. figures. I went right. I went right to you guys. That's advice you can give Daniel Jeremiah. Great. Might help. <laughs> Great. I will. I'll tell DJ. All right. The, up later. the introduction process, Mark, is over. Okay. I just, I, you know, <laughs> I hear a lot. <laughs> I hear a lot of times about. Uh, you're, you're, I, I imagine you up in your apartment, wherever you live, with some sort of gigantic uh, computerized motherboard where you're running through all these facts and figures. Like, I grew up playing, uh, like, Stratomatic, yep. which to me tied at a very early age the nerd concept nerd. of football. Well, it is. I, I feel like I'm in the presence of a fellow nerd, potentially, to 100%. some degree, which I appreciate. And I just wonder, like, are you spending all day long, like, just hitting this motherboard up for these facts and figures. I just want to see what it looks like visually, or is it just a lap? What, what is your program that you're running these games on when That's you pick one of these predictions? It's called the mo- You call it the model. Yep. And There's actually I've a lot heard of that. Is it like yeah. it, What is it? I don't know if it's a robot or if it's some sort of wall-sized type thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's it a robot. It needs to be a robot. It's got eyes. Yeah. I, and I mean, feelings. Thinks, right? I need answers. Yeah. I think a lot of okay. people would, in their own mind would wonder what in it looks mind, like, too. I want to know, too. Okay, so you imagine like... Like I can, I'll take a picture of it. But there's several screens, so I have okay. a multiple monitors, cool. and I run different things on each one. So imagine taking your game pass, feeding in all of the all of the coaches' film because you have to see all the players, and then it draws like circles and lines and squares. Like it's you know how the the yellow line that shows you where the first down is. It's kind of the same idea as that. It's, com- it's computer vision. That's the the thing that makes me special. It's the only thing. I And you invented about. this. Well, I wrote my own cohort. So computer vision allows you to create the lines. Wow. I just say, what do I want to measure? So that's, that's, the, that's part of what I do. And then it's taking all of those things and like looking for trends and doppelgangers, if you will. Keep it in our Ooh, nerd reference. Nice. So we're in you, Mark's realm. Of course. I'm, I live in that realm. So it's my realm too. So it's – but it's like what, so what are, are similarities? What are similarities? So is this defense operating like the 85 Bears, right? Like we saw a lot of comparisons this week between the Patriots' current defense and the 85 Bears. So is that true, yes or no? Mm. Did they operate against pressure with a lot of pressure or is it more the coverage from the back end? Like how – because – how a defense is effective is different, right? Like it either nets in points or it doesn't, but how it operates can be different. So you can't really compare, you know, like, like we talk about home run hitters in, in baseball, right? Like if you want to talk about how, uh, Barry Bonds used to, oh, he's not a good one, but you know, he was used, great. Right. But you know, you, you can use these like sluggers with like a lot of power or you can use like kind of like single and double hitters. Right. So you, you can't say yes, both get, you know, have high on-base percentages or things like that. But you you want to see how they're doing it. Are they doing it with power or are they doing it with, you know, more efficiency? So, and that's what you look for in football. What are the doppelgang- doppelgangers? So where does this, this all I go do want a picture the model, of though. Like, I'll, I'll send you a picture. So okay. what about, but how does, how is that all fed into what the model is to then predict, like, Game scores each week. So you know how you like open up Microsoft Excel. So like Excel looks like well, you do rows, right? Okay. Well, if you'd like to, it's on your computer. I'm pretty sure Um, it's columns and rows. And basically, that's that's a that's a program. That's a computer program. So I've written a program for my stuff that takes in a lot of different inputs, and it, it. 
it doesn't look like Excel, but it's, it, it operates like Excel. I ask it to do some stuff and it gives me a result, kind of like Excel does if you were going to use it to create a spreadsheet for like your household income, hmm. right? Like, like what you're doing around the house. So I created a, the software that pulls in all these different data components and makes it so that I can visualize it so that I can use it to predict different things. And by the way, there are more than one model. There's multiple models and they're all named after like old school rappers. Oh, just so nice. let's hear some. <laughs> Greg likes rap. Well, do you like rap? Sure. Greg okay, likes rap. I feel like he's lying to me right no, now. No, no, I love, rap. I love oh. lots of music. I don't, not like, I don't like pid being pigeonholed into Ooh. just How did likes. you know that Greg doesn't like rap? It's not ironic. He's very out in the open. See, she she makes a lot of like noise about, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think you guys like me. I haven't been on the podcast. She's never listened to the podcast. That is, is completely untrue. <laughs> that is a bit of a lot of like She's building multiple high octane models. So Which I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm doing it. I put on my headphones and I listen to some of my favorite podcasts of which Okay. This one's included. So, so what Who are the rappers? Okay, so I'm I like like I'm a tribe called Quest kind of okay. girl. I, I every time like every once in a while I'll get mad at one, so like I'll name it something like a little bit like like Easy E. You know, sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him. Got it. Stuff so like that's that. Fair? You know, like and I, obviously my favorite all time Christopher Wallace, which obviously is notorious B.I.G., B-E. but you got to his mother. You got to go with what his mother <laughs> named him. Mm. Sure. So you got to. So those are three of my favorites. Like the one that I reference every week on our show is Christopher Wallace. The motherboard. So, oh, I get everyone. it. Okay. Yeah. So to now, pick the games, let's let's just in terms of your model and the 2019 season, because we do talk about this a lot on the power ranking show. Some teams don't. Whether their where their record is, where their narrative is connected to them, doesn't always jive up with where the model has them. What is a team that uh, all season remains high up when you're talking about the best teams in the league that perhaps has been bouncing up and down in the standings or in the view of the general public? So you know how like you always want to buy blue chip stocks. Like you're going to take an Apple stock. Maybe there's a down day or whatever, but like you're going to take that blue chip stock. To me, like the Kansas City Chiefs, although they've had some down moments, the Chiefs and the Patriots are those two blue chip stocks. They're your Amazon, your Apple, Mm -hmm. that they're going to remain high even if there's some dips in temporary kind of Day trading temporary dips. Do you want my? Do you want me to continue this? No, I like analogy? this. <laughs> yeah, this makes us <laughs> So, but so the blue chip teams, the Pats, the Chiefs, even though they've lost games this year and they lost a lot of games at home, and a big part of your model, the Christopher Wallace model, is the importance of getting a bye week. Uh, in the playoffs when you're talking about Super Bowl probability. Which right, because then you remember, like, if you think about it, if you if you kind of add together, so let's say tonight, so for the for the Thursday night game, right? Like, you let's say there's, like, a 56, like, the winner is 56 wins in 56% of the simulations. So the loser, what's the math there? 44. Perfect. Wow. Yes. This that is was... your backup. If you go down, this is your backup <laughs> on this stuff. That's right. That's pretty good. Back, like, you're in the cloud now. Yeah. Let's go. Let's put you in the cloud. Hands us in the cloud. You're getting my head too big right now. So then you add together. Give me another one. No, don't. Do not. <laughs> so, 70. No, too late. <laughs> so, it's then, tough. Then the, so you add together all of the remaining, like, each game has those probabilities. So, you add together those remaining ones to get the win total. So, if you think about it, if your win totals are out of, if like, 56 then becomes one if you win or zero if you lose. But if you don't have that roll of the dice in the playoffs, then your number becomes, like, you have six games to play it out of instead of seven games to play it out of. So, no matter what, you're going to be better off with a buy. Like, you know, even if it's, that's why it's just always more improbable, even if the better a team that you think is better. Better is not seated as highly. And uh, conversely, uh, and using that 
you know, kind of parlance. The blue chip stock. What's the opposite of that? I don't know like that a, world like a, either. Uh, well, there's like, like, look, like you had a blue chip stock. Who's that a little overvalued right now? Who's a little overvalued? Ooh, see, that's that's a good way to. That's put it. A, overvalued. Yeah. So they're over evaluation. No. Sure. Sure. Greg likes stock. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably looking at. I mean, to be honest with you, we'll see. We'll see here, but I'm I'm curious what happens between this San Francisco and Green Bay game. One of those seems to be a bit. I'm going to say maybe mm. like a, trading a little higher than maybe they should. I'm not saying their potential is both there. of them. You think really? I think yeah. the I think the loser of this one was maybe a little over. Is maybe now looking back would be a little overvalued, right? Like you could argue, you could argue either way, right? San Francisco, you think about their defense, and then there we have a lot of questions on their offense. But then you got Green Bay and your, what's going on with their defense? Their offense, Aaron Rodgers always seems to give them a chance, so they could be a bit overvalued in terms of like Super Bowl potential. And- question on on these models they obviously do so many things i thought they were mostly numbers you telling me these models watch and analyze game film every every single game well i mean i won't be needed on this podcast anymore <laughs> no. but which, but which would no, it... i watch it too right like the the point is is you want to have an i want to create an unbiased way like i watch every single game too right but i i'm biased just like you're biased it, it, we're all biased we no matter what like you can't not be biased you're a human being right mm-hmm. some people are more biased than others like if you watch, if you ask um, I, I used to ask Marshall Falk for help on certain things with running backs picking up blitzes. And Marshall has a huge bias on running backs picking it, But he can't help it because that's Marshall Falk. Like, that's what he did. Like, that's his area of expertise. So you have to learn how to take what Marshall told me and make that, like, something that helps, right, as opposed to something that, like, makes me more biased. So when you measure things and you measure actual distances from stuff, then you can say, hey – Aaron Donald is still getting within five feet of a quarterback. And by the way, we came up with that because when I was talking to coaches, it's like most quarterbacks are about six feet tall. So their wingspan's about six feet. So five's in t- inside of that. Your vision's 135 degrees, most people. So as long as like if your head's turning, and, but a defender's in your face, probably a good way to approximate pressure. So that's uh, just to be more specific than like, oh, they got through the O-line. Okay. Like, does that, did they really, pre- like, did that have an effect? I, I don't know. Hmm. So trying to, like, make things so that it's formulaic in a way where, like, if I just handed you the recipe, you could cook the cookies, too. You could bake the cookies, too. I'm starting to think none of us are needed on this podcast. No, not at all. Well, have you seen these all robots that are that, that are trained for war now? I mean, this is all happening. It's going to be easy. <laughs> wow. Chris Wallace talking the, football. But, but here's the thing. The better, you, the better your inputs, the better your output. So, like, coming up with that formula, you have to ask people who know so that you can come up. And then, by the way, you got to keep making get better because the game evolves and the game changes like everything changes so the the point is to just do it kind of quickly so you can do these like what if scenarios or make decision trees but based on really smart minds so like that you're actually more valuable because then you become the person who informs what the robot's looking for the robot mm. can just look through way more years of data faster than you because they don't have to yeah, spend Wes. category no doubt about that. yeah especially no, west i mean you didn't have to go there but yeah <laughs> it's the old it's the old tom brady scouting report thing too i'm gonna lean on here the one thing they couldn't measure was right here. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> you must have teams um, reaching out, trying to pull you away from NFL Network and into their building as a singular employee. Yep. Oh, that's how you get paid. I want that's more. We're no. get I want names. Yeah. I want or names. Not. I want organizations. So the have like, you consulted the, with any teams? I do. I actively yeah. consult with teams, but you don't hear about so it. multiple income streams. <laughs> T- tell us like your bank you know, account. Let's get into that. Okay, so 
we got an annuity, and then it's the end of year, so you got to consider what you're going to be doing with your tax status. Anyways, so <laughs> we're in California. You got to go make some donations. You're going to pay a lot of taxes. Smart, smart, um, smart is smart. <laughs> so no, but what the what I like to do the best teams look just like everything else. If I'm listening to you and you're listening to me and we can come up with something better together. I don't know. Like, I know a bunch of people who, like, do, like, analytics or they say it. I don't even know what that word means anymore. But it's not a project. Like, they're just saying they're just saying things. I see them on Twitter all the time. In fact, many times I have to throw my phone. My phone's always broken because I cannot stand looking at Because these takes are so crappy. Like, of course you're going to be better at passing the ball if you have Michael Thomas on your team than if you don't. Like, I saw a whole thing this summer, and I don't care if this person listens and gets mad at me, but this whole thing on saying I'm a Lions fan, and they were saying that the Lions um, were worse at passing now and that because they've been trying to be a run-first team. As it turns out, it's a tiny sample size, and you know what? It's better, it's easier to pass if Calvin Johnson's on your team than if he's not. Like, th- these are ridiculous. <laughs> That's fair. Like, these are ridiculous, like, takes, right? So instead, it's like, when I work with the team, last year, I was asked by a team to come up with an analysis of three or four, but three primary running backs that they think they could afford in this tier that's not a, a, a premier tier of running backs. So a backup. That these are, this so this was the Jets. Player. No, it wasn't. I'm kidding, Bia. Um, it, it was not the Jets. I will tell you that. But it's it's how do we fa- how do we value these three things? And it was like so. I sat down with Coach and I said, Well, what kind of offense are you tr- going to run? Is it going to be different? Like what what is your strategy? What are the things you're prioritizing for? And all I did then was I organized everything that he said into categories and then analyzed each of the the running backs that they asked me about into those categories and made some cut ups because coaches speak in cut ups. Put it into Biggie Smalls and see what happens. And that one that one's a different one. That oh. one's a, yeah, I know. It's these names are keep up, confusing. Mark. Come on. No, no, no. Sorry, no, but but it you know it, but exactly like you you know you put it in there and Mark likes that with it, it just it gives like a grade like this one's an eight out of ten or here are the five clips that are exactly what you're looking for here are the five cut ups that are not what you're looking for and here are the five that I have no idea how to explain but you should probably look at as a coach all right so two, it's really just helpful two things before because we got to let Cynthia go oh, you're two, fine. two things we need to hit real quick one. Be careful with this, with the um, with how much information you pump into it. It becomes self-aware. You've seen the Terminator Terminator <laughs> franchise. Oh, I know. I, sometimes it scares me what it tells me. AI is like legit. Just be so you're saying the person, you know, the the thing that could come into the company and replace Cynthia would be her own creation. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And yeah, that could be, be the great. least of your problems. She could replace you. It could replace you in all ways. You were saying you're Not a great cook pod. in the kitchen. Be careful how much uh, information you pump into it. Hardware. Embrace the yep. change. It's going to happen. All right. <laughs> no, you just got to be better than I told you the formula. You just have to be the one informing what it's looking like. They couldn't measure that ticker. Last thought. Last thought, because we got to get to our preview show here. The model says who wins the Super Bowl right now? The Patriots. Come on. Yeah, but what's the percentage? It's like 13. Right. See, that's the thing is people I saw yesterday on Twitter. This It was like, all right, I, I'm making, you know, it's like hot take alert. It's like. This ex-athlete says the Patriots are done. They are not winning the Super Bowl this year. And I'm Click thinking here for more. And I'm thinking, well, the most optimistic assessment that the Patriots are the favorites in the NFL would say that they're not winning the Super Bowl because no team would have a greater than 50% chance to win the Super Bowl. Her favorite is that 13% because uh, football's tough. You know? Put a button on it, Cynthia. Please. We like the buttons on our show, don't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, look, it goes – right now it's Patriots, Ravens. What was third? 
Saints? Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, it's Patriots, Ravens, Chiefs, Saints. That was it. All right. That's the button. That's Feels it. like you should be doing power rankings, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> she does. She's more real <laughs> on the feel. Whoa. Thanks for having me. Um, all right. Cynthia Freeland, check her out on all different NFL Network programming. And thank you for coming on the show. You know, thank you. thanks for having me. Awesome. It was fun. Are, are, cool. Any enemies in the room? Mark? No way. Yeah. We're like I, fellow I nerds. It. I feel it. Fellow nerds. I feel it. All right. Cynthia Freeland. All right. That was Cynthia and uh, the rest of us. You know, I thought we all did well in that interview, Wes, but you really <laughs> stood out to me. Like what you're really... Um, Incisive. You're an incisive guy. See, I thought the opposite, that she obviously has a natural rapport with you and Dan from being on shows with her, whereas Mark and I were kind of left out of the circle a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, well, well, what can I say? We, we've been working together. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. People should check out. You know, if you're making it this deep into the Thursday Night Recap Show and the interview with Cynthia, you're a real football head. You're a real fan. And uh, I think you'll enjoy Game Day View. Uh, I think 9 a.m. and midnight Eastern time on Saturdays. You can DVR it and then watch it with your kids anytime. Until then, though, Wes, we, we should get out of here. Let's get. Okay. Take uh, on. For Chris and Dan and Mark and Cynthia and uh, the wonderful Erica Tamposi behind the glass, we will talk to you Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.